0: Life Audio. You're listening to Therapy and Theology, and I'm your host, Carly Mercurier. This podcast is a space where we explore popular topics and questions related to the convergence of faith, feelings, spiritual formation, and more. My prayer is that through these conversations, We will grow in our awareness of who we are as beloved children of God, learn to acknowledge our needs and emotions with curiosity and compassion, and rediscover the purpose and power of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. As a licensed therapist and ministry leader, I want to give voice to the many questions we face while cultivating a clearer view of how our faith informs our healing journey. I don't have all the answers, but I am committed to going deeper and walking together. So whether you've been to therapy or know exactly what you believe when it comes to theology, I want to invite you to join this journey as we fearlessly name the complexities of our present reality and press into the hope of the gospel story. So are you ready? Let's jump into today's question and begin this journey together. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to Therapy and Theology, my friends. This week on the podcast, I'm concluding this series on the story of our bodies You know, the past two weeks, we've explored the vision for an embodied theology, the impact of trauma and shame scripts that we all face in various ways. And so today, I want to share a bit more on the process of rewriting the narrative of our brokenness by befriending and blessing our stories. Last week, I noted that awareness and acknowledgement of our stories is a first step to healing, But what happens then? What do we do with the honest, invulnerable parts of our stories that our bodies hold? I tend to see that in black and white Christianity, people feel the need to simplify the complexities of their lived experiences for the sake of spirituality. Yet in many ways, this bypasses the body's responses, causing many to deny their emotions and hide their pain in order to please God. The reality of our wounds and the groaning of our bodies is what scripture speaks of as a vital aspect of our humanity. What if we're not called to count it all joy in the way that negates our suffering or silences our cries, but holds both pain and promise hand in hand? I often use the word coexistence or harmony to find peace within my body. I must not hide parts of my story, but in transparency, allow each chapter and sentence to string together a narrative that reveals both heartache and holy moments. You know, Henry Nouwen, one of my favorite authors and spiritual directors, wrote a book called Life of the Beloved. And I have found within its pages such wisdom for witnessing our stories that I thought I would share his words to help guide our time today. The premise of his book is that we are chosen, blessed, broken, and given. As Christ took the bread at the Last Supper and blessed it, broke it, to give it to his disciples and named the parallel to his own lived experience and his own body with the invitation to follow him. When I think of healing the body from both a therapeutic and spiritual sense, I think of this concept. Learning to receive the blessedness of being beloved while bearing the brokenness of humanity is a process of becoming like Christ, isn't it? When Henry Nouwen talks about what to do with the awareness of our brokenness that shapes our stories and is held within our bodies, he says this, we must learn to befriend our pain and place it under the blessing. So this is what I want to talk about today. What does it look like to befriend our pain the parts of our stories, the pain that our body even holds presently, and place it under the blessing. What do you think of when you hear the word friend or befriending? I have a whiteboard in my office, and many of my clients leave little quotes from session on that board. And one that I really love, and that depicts this concept of befriending perfectly, is one that says, anxiety is like an awkward friendship. And I find this quote so impactful because this is the work of befriending, right? When we start to get to know different parts of our story and ourselves, we might feel a little awkward. It might not feel like a positive friendship. In naming the parts of us we have learned to shame or hide and befriending them by no longer running or denying them, but by becoming curious about their story and leaning in is the first step here. Befriending is a process of getting to know a part of us, maybe that we weren't allowed to get to know in the past. I think honestly that befriending the body starts with grieving. Have you ever had a friend go through something hard, and the only thing you could do is just cry with them? You know, this act of solidarity is what we must do for our own wounds. Just as Jesus wept in the garden, we too are invited to grieve the reality of undeserved wounds. But hear me out, befriending our pain is not tying a bow on it or sugarcoating it with scripture verses, because oftentimes I think this can just do more damage. We aren't glorifying suffering in itself. Tragedy is simply that. It's tragedy. The impact of Eden's exile has lasting effects. So we learn through befriending to bring such brokenness to the feet of Jesus, who reminds us that pain will not have the final word. We grieve the reality of losses as a compassionate witness to our own lived experiences. So ask yourself this what do I feel towards my wounds? My shame, maybe even my sin, the parts of my body that bear the marks of brokenness. I love to look to Jesus' responses in the New Testament. We see so many pictures of his response to people in pain and how he attuned and befriended the least of these. I think of the woman bleeding, who didn't even want to acknowledge or be seen truly by Jesus, but just thought, if I just touch his robe, I will be healed. But even Jesus stops when he feels the power leave him, and asks, who touched me? And moves towards this woman in gentleness and kindness, in a befriending manner. I think of the man at the pool, has just given up hope. And Jesus, seeing him, moves towards him in curiosity and asks the question, do you want to be healed? And then encourages him with an invitation to get up and walk. I think of the woman caught in adultery, in the shame and humiliation of those judging her. And Jesus says, I do not condemn you. These are the moments of Jesus's response to us as well. Through his befriending of our pain and our story, we can learn to do it too. And yet there is a practice here, right? To be able to listen and stay in the story and allow ourselves to grieve openly. So in this practice, it takes time to allow yourself to tell the honest story of the body. And maybe this is for you to do just with God alone, or maybe it's with a trusted friend or therapist. So as you notice denial or anger or self-rejection, return to the practice of receiving God's grace and kindness. He wants to be close to us. He moves towards us, doesn't he? As you get to know your story, empathy emerges just as our understanding for another changes as we move from stranger to friend. In addition to befriending, our story, our pain, and allowing the grief or whatever the emotion is to be shared and witnessed empathically, I think the aspect of this allows us to either move it under the blessing, receive God's blessing, or maybe it's even a prerequisite, as Henry Nowlin notes, that putting our story, our brokenness under the blessing allows us to befriend our story even more you know, reclaiming our birthright as beloved. This is the good news, right? That the curse of shame has been broken and the resurrection of Jesus allows us as survivors to hold the past experiences of our body with an embodied safety in the present and in the future. The way of Jesus is not simply forgetting the past, right? Or denying the present, but embracing the Father in the midst of our pain and with our pain, bringing it to him, and no longer allowing the curse of shame and self-rejection to steal our name. I truly believe this starts with listening to God's voice. This is how Henry Nowen puts it. He says, but when we keep listening attentively to the voice calling us beloved, It becomes possible to live our brokenness not as a confirmation of our fear that we are worthless, but as an opportunity to purify and deepen the blessing that rests upon us. Physical, mental, or emotional pain lived under the blessing is experienced in ways radically different from those lived under the curse. Henry Nouwen goes on to explain that we have to allow the blessing to touch our brokenness. And I think of this picture of Jesus when he says in Matthew 11, Come all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come home, come to me. And this is a repeated practice, right? Coming home, reminding our hearts and our minds and our bodies of who we are in Christ. What if our stories, even the darkest parts, can be pathways for deeper levels of love, understanding, empathy, and grace? Our bodies bear pain and power, which can become a gift if we allow it to bring us back to the glory we were made to reflect. One of the biggest lies shame tells is that we are worthless, unloved, and alone, And what placing our lives, our bodies back under the blessing does is it creates new possibilities for brokenness to be seen differently, not as a disqualification, but as a prerequisite for our discipleship. This is the work of spiritual formation, right? To be made into the image of Christ, to be taken, chosen, blessed, and broken so that we might be given to the world for the glory of God and for the good of others. Is this work of befriending and placing our brokenness back under the blessing that brings us back to the vision of embodied theology in our first episode of this series, recognizing that in reciprocity with one another and with ourselves even, what shame and shattering separated in Christ solidarity has repaired fully, inviting all of us into co-creating once again to reflect the father and reclaim our belovedness our bodies our lives have been chosen blessed broken and given to the world and to each other in our uniqueness and mutuality to mirror the gift of belovedness as i discuss this and share this and encourage you to do this work i wanted to model it for you by sharing my body story I think about my four-year-old little legs, wanting to run and play outside, yet trapped within the walls of my hospital room. I think of the joy I have experienced, at six, finding my balance on ice skates and learning to glide across the frozen pond. I am brought to tears by the way I have learned how to abuse my own body for the sake of beauty, believing shame's lies that demanded a smaller waistline. Not much later, my body became a barrier with the diagnosis of dyslexia, yet determination was born in those days, as I battled with my own brain to pave pathways for learning. I praise God for the way my body survived a sudden six-foot fall and a skull fracture, or the miles that my body has walked, ran, biked, and swam. I am angry that my body had to become my protector, pushing away unwanted advances, yet I learned to trust her boundary lines and boldness, standing my ground in the face of challenges and change. Like a phoenix rising, my body continues to be renewed and reminded of its fierceness and freedom to choose, to change, to grow, and hold the complexity of pain and power, heartache and hope shame and sacred surrender grief and gratefulness weariness and wonder yes i am broken and beloved bruised and befriended orphaned and honored hurt and held close this is the story of my body and it is blessed thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of therapy and theology if you have a question or topic you would like discussed on a future episode please feel free to email me or drop it in the comments. Also, don't forget to subscribe to have each week's episode instantly downloaded to your podcasts and see the show notes for resources mentioned in this episode. To access more content and join my monthly email list for the latest updates and info, visit my website at carlymarklear.com. Need more of God's power in your life? I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, providing practical tips on how to grow your faith through prayer. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com.